I think I've shared with this community before that when my mom was nine months pregnant with me, she bowled a perfect game. And I weighed 10 pounds, so she really had two bowling balls. And you might have expected that I would be an amazing bowler, but I never lived up to that expectation. There was, however, a much stronger expectation that my family had about me, and that's that I would be a girl. I was child number seven, and I guess my mom really trusted her intuition. My siblings have never let me forget this. A name was selected, it was gonna be Kimberly. I was gonna be put in one of the rooms that my four sisters had had earlier, so it basically just got a fresh coat of pink paint. Now where in this pre-sonogram universe they got off being so confident, I don't know. And my dad wasn't gonna waste a gallon of paint, so I stayed in that pink room right through fifth grade. <laughs> but we all have incredible expectations. It's impossible to get through life without them, but I've gotta believe for the parents here, as you conceive and increasingly expect the birth of your child, there must be extraordinary expectations that come up. Whether it's your first child or your second or your seventh, and then you're blessed, hopefully, God willing, to have that child come into the world. And as they begin to grow and their little personalities start to form, the expectations evolve and grow also. But we can never quite remove our own expectations for them. And of course, expectations don't stop with our parents or our siblings. And they don't stop when we're babies in cribs. Expectations are put on us from almost everyone else in our lives. Coaches, teachers, colleagues. When we get older, people we work with, bosses, employees, the people in our community. Almost every person you meet beyond just a casual acquaintance, and sometimes even them, has some expectation for who you are or what you'll do or where you'll go or who you'll be. I'm mentioning all of this because on the Feast of the Holy Family, I mean, I get it. We, we sort of look at Mary, Joseph, and Jesus as if they're the cleavers on steroids or something. They're the perfect family. They never did anything wrong. They all understood each other. And I'm not questioning that, but, you know, we have precious few stories in Scripture. I'd like to suggest, though, if we really stick closely to the readings that were given, what we see is this extraordinary sense of expectation that the young parents, Mary and Joseph, listen to. And they listen to them from two extraordinary figures, these older men and women who are deeply associated with the temple. And what Mary hears, I mean, yes, I know she had the angel Gabriel and all that, so she knew there was something pretty extraordinary going on. But here's someone who wasn't there at that scene, this old man, Simeon, and he basically says, your son is going to rock the world. Your son is going to be the cause of people looking deeply at their own identities and the identity of all of us as the chosen people of God. They're going to struggle with it. Some will embrace it, some will resist it. And you yourself, Mary, will suffer horribly at least at certain moments, because of this, with a kind of suffering that only a mother, I suspect, can have. And then Anna, this other kind of mysterious figure, 
also makes known to the parents this extraordinary expectation that all of Israel has been waiting for. And maybe to think about that as we look at the Holy Family. Because I'd like to suggest that probably the strongest expectations you or I live with were implanted by our families. By no means the only ones. As I said, those expectations go on for the rest of our lives. But at what point, I wonder, did Jesus hear about these two strange speeches of Simeon and Anna? When did they tell him? When did they think he was old enough to hear that extraordinary expectation that was voiced about him? How did he receive it? Did he question it? Did they talk about it? Were Mary and Joseph on the same page about what it meant? And I think we'd be foolish to think that that expectation didn't partly shape how Mary and Joseph saw Jesus, how Jesus saw himself, and as that story was shared, how the disciples and his own friends and colleagues saw him. So this is a good opportunity just to reflect a little bit on the expectations which have been put on us over the course of our lives. For some of us here, we're just beginning to get those expectations in the early months of our existence. For others, we've been living with them for 15, 20, 70, 80 years. But if you're like me, you don't often take time explicitly to reflect on what those expectations are. How strong are they? How deeply ingrained are they? And wouldn't it be wonderful if the only expectation that was ever placed on us is, you know, you're a beloved son or daughter of God, and I just hope you do whatever it is God wants you to do. But we know with brutal honesty, a lot of times the expectations people put on us are all wound up with their own expectations for themselves. Go to any Little League baseball game, you'll see all these would-be major leaguers putting incredible pressure on their little second graders. It happens. Our expectations for the people we love are often tied up with our own disappointments or unfulfilled hopes, as well as the joy and the gratitude. It's a complex mixture. But at the end of the day, the only purely truthful expectation is the one that God has of us. And I don't think that God has some micromanaged blueprint. On this day, you will do this thing. But I think God's desire for us is that each one of us would ultimately receive the only gift he has to offer, that unconditional love. And in his own way, that's what Jesus experienced from Mary and Joseph, however imperfectly they could offer it. And so it's a good opportunity just to reflect what have been some of those really wonderful, helpful, encouraging expectations that we've carried through our lives? Because we can forget about them. We can be awfully harsh on ourselves and say, boy, I didn't live up to what I thought I should do. And we can forget the graces of the wonderful, affirming expectations that the people maybe who brought us into the world, the people who raised us, the people we grew up with, Maybe we're doing just fine in their eyes. But also to be brutally honest, to be aware of maybe the not so helpful expectations that were a part of our growing up, a part of our seeing ourselves in a certain way. In the family, could be immediate family, extended family. We thought you would be like this, but you wound up like that. Often those failed expectations aren't explicitly voiced, but they're sensed, they're felt, 
And again, if anything like that is hampering us, then if you want to put the Feast of the Holy Family to work for you and not just have it be some great pedestal-raising honoring of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph as a perfection we'll never achieve, then maybe take some of those not-so-helpful expectations and bring that to the Holy Family and just ask for the courage and the grace to listen to the expectation that God has for you, had for you, always will have for you. Because there is where some really healing of false expectations can happen. And then to take this out of the realm of personal prayer and just bring it into the everydayness of life. And I know this isn't an easy thing to do, but maybe talk about some of those family expectations with the family you have. Maybe just talk about them. There can be some good laughs. There may be one or two good cries. But just to share and be able to say, you know, this is how I always saw myself. This is how I am now. How is that sitting with you? And then to be honest and admit that we also put expectations on others. And have we allowed them to truly grow and be free in who they are in God's eyes? And to do a little gut check on that as well is a wonderful way to celebrate this feast of the Holy Family. I don't care what color your childhood bedroom was painted. You were the product of great expectations. You always will be the product of great expectations. And so tonight is an opportunity to simply say to God, what were you expecting from me? And who do you expect me to be moving forward?